Hello there, welcome to the Kingdom Influencers Global Podcast. This session focuses on your being equipped to be spiritually mature and relevant in your God-ordained field to the end that you will fulfill his agenda in your sphere of influence. Brace up to receive this life-changing message. God bless you. This is going to be the final episode, the final part of this series, The Christian, the final part, third and final part. During the first part, I explained that Christianity is a worldview and that the Christians were called, or the believers were called Christian first in Antioch. In the second part, I explained why they were called Christians. And I tied it to how that a Christian has the nature of God. Now, today, I'd focus on the Christian as the one who has dominion in life. See, there is a whole lot to be shared as far as a Christian is concerned. There's a whole lot to be taught. And I may not have the opportunity to do all of that. But we have a wonderful preachers, wonderful men and women of God that have done justice to this very topic. You can have access to their materials, you can have access to their videos, their teachings, your audio teachings, you know, YouTube and, and the likes. Okay, I encourage you to do so. And I also encourage you to go into the word of God for yourself to find out who you are. To find out who you are. So, the Christian is the one who has dominion in life. Dominion in life. This is what we have in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, we are reinstated and given back our dominion mandate, which we lost in the garden. In Christ Jesus, we have that dominion mandate. Now, dominion means rulership, control, authority, and mastership. Rulership. Rulership, control, authority, and mastership. As a Christian, you control or have authority over the following. You have control or authority over the following. We're going to quickly look at three things you have control over as a Christian. Or you have dominion over as a Christian. Now, The first is the world. The Christian has control or authority over the world. What do I mean the world? I'm talking about the systems of the world. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, the Bible says, Do not be conformed to the world. Talking about the pattern of this world. There is a system in this world responsible for the kind of results people get. That being said, if you want to be famous, there's a world system responsible for that. If you want to be wealthy, there is a world system responsible for that. And, and, and the likes. So, as long as you are in the world... As a Christian, know that you have dominion over the world system. So when people are complaining, people are complaining, you ought not to as a Christian because you have authority over the systems of this world. Now, the Bible actually refers to the devil as the God of this world. If you read 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, it's there. The devil is, is described as the God of this world. However, Jesus Christ sport principalities and powers, that's devils, 
and made a show of them openly. He triumphed over them in it. Okay, so I said that the Bible refers to the devil as the god of this world. And then Jesus Christ sport principalities and powers and made a show of them openly. openly. And uh, he did triumph over them in it. So, even though the devil is the god of this world, Jesus has defeated him. Jesus has defeated him. And one reality is we were in him when he defeated the devil. We were in him. So the devil is responsible for the system or the systems at work in this world. If the Christian has dominion over this world, it means that he has dominion over the devil. You, you have to accept that. All right. You have to accept that you have dominion over the, the devil because of what Jesus Christ has done. He defeated him. Okay. In, in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17, the Bible says that Christ dwells in our hearts by faith. He dwells in our heart by faith. Oh, glory to God. And in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, um, it is uh, expressly declared that we are of God. And greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. It says, ye are of God, little children, and greater is he that is in you. Than he that is in the world. That's the Christian. The one in us is greater than he that is in the world. Let this be your consciousness. You have dominion over the world. For the greater one lives on the inside of you. One of my favorite scriptures is First John chapter 5 verse 4. He says, Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith. Whatsoever is born of God overcoming the world. Ostensibly, he didn't say who, who, whosoever is born of God. He said whatever, whatsoever is born of God overcoming the world. If you are born of God, you overcome the world and the system. If you receive ideas from God, if you receive visions from God, if you re receive instructions from God, those instructions, because they are of God and born from God, born of God, they are superior to the world systems. So if you receive an idea from God, know for sure that the world system cannot cripple you. Oh, what a revelation. The system of this world can't cripple you. As long as the idea is of God, you have overcome the world. He says that idea, as long as it is born of God, has overcome the world. Because God is the source, he has overcome the world. Okay, so the Christian has dominion, authority, control over the world never forget that so you have dominion over the world you are not the one who is disadvantaged no you have dominion over the world dominion over the world now secondly the christian has control or authority over life circumstances life circumstances you know many people are anxious or get anxious because of what comes their way. What comes their way. In the book of James, we are told that we ought to count it all joy when we go through diverse trials. For we know that the testing of our faith produces perseverance. It says count it all joy when you go through trials and tribulations. How, how can I count it all joy? How can I count it all joy? 
I'm going to trials, I'm going to tribulations, I'm being persecuted, I'm being criticized. Everybody is talking against me, you're telling me to count it all joy. Yes, this is the life of a Christian. This is the life of a Christian. Why? Because the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but it is in righteousness. Peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy Ghost. This is the kingdom of God. Remember, when you're born again, you are born of God and you are in the kingdom of God's dear son. And he's saying that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, isn't in meat and drink, but in righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So no matter what comes your way, if you have bad news, you count it all joy. Why? Because you have victory over circumstances. You have an ability to alter, alter things in this earth. To bring about changes. To bring about changes. See, the Spirit of God in us is our advantage. Is our advantage. He gives us potential power over every circumstance we find ourselves in. See, one of the ways to change circumstances is through prayer. The priesthood dimension of the believer. You hear news, news that, that you do not like. You can change it on your knees while you pray. Glory to God. Glory to God. You go to the doctor. The doctor tells you that you, you are you're not well. You're suffering from such and such a disease. You go back into your room and say, in the name of Jesus, I change this report. I change this report. In the mighty name of Jesus, I change this report. I refuse it. You speak in other tongues and you prophesy. Glory to God. Why can we do that? It's because we have dominion over circumstances. We have dominion over circumstances. I have I've shared this story with, with a number of people before, and I'm going to share it for the purpose of this podcast. I'm going to share it again. There was one time that I wrote an exam, and I, I found out later on when I was done with the paper that I had deviated. And it was impossible for me to score um, more than 90 out of 100. It was impossible. If I was going to score uh, a good grade, it was going to be uh, well around 80, maximum 85. And in school, the university, to get an A, that's in my, in my university, to get an A, you need to score 90. You need to score 90. When, when I came out and I realized that I had deviated and had made certain silly mistakes, I kept them to myself. And any time I was asked how the people went, I told them, well, the people went great. That was what I was telling people. The people went great. But I knew what I wrote. I knew what I wrote. Throughout the vacation, I kept on making declarations that I have an A you know, I mentioned the course. I have an A in this course in the name of Jesus. Whenever it came to mind that you deviated, whenever it came to mind that you didn't do well, you made mistakes, I I prayed in tongues and then I said in the name of Jesus, I have an A in this course. Months afterwards, I went back to school. We all went back to school. And when, when the lecturer saw me, he told me that Franklin, I'm, I'm so disappointed and you don't even expect a C in my course. Don't even expect a C. Wow. This is big. After all my confession and proclamation and all of that. And 
the day that he said that, that he made a statement, was the eve of the publishing or the release of the results for the previous semester. So while I was in my room that evening, I prayed in tongues, I prayed in tongues and prophesied that I have an A in this course in the name of Jesus. Now, the results came out and it was an A. Why was I able to do that? Because I realized and understood that as a Christian, I have victory and dominion over life circumstances. I can change whatever circumstance I want and it would go in my favor. So be encouraged. Be encouraged. Romans chapter 5 verse 17. Bible says that for in by, one, by one man's offense, death reigned by one. Much more they that receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. He says, we shall reign in life. Having dominion over life circumstances means reigning in life. The Christian is the one who is ordained to reign in life. And how is it possible? It says, it is through Christ's obedience from the things that he suffered. Through his obedience from the things he suffered. He granted us, through salvation, the ability to reign in all circumstances. Never feel you are hemmed in. Are you going through anything you, you, you do not like, which is inconsistent with the word? If it is inconsistent with the word, then you can change it. If it is consistent with the word, then you just allow it. But if it's inconsistent with the word, you tell yourself that, all things work together for my good. You see, this is what the Bible teaches us. All things work together for our good. It doesn't matter what, what happens, what comes our way. All things work together for our good. The good, the bad, the ugly. They all work together for our good. You must have this consciousness. Live as such. This is who the Christian is. The Christian is the one who has dominion over life circumstances. Accept it and exercise your faith. Exercise your faith. I have said, if there's anything you want to change, you can by the Spirit of God, by the Word of God. In prayer, you can bring about changes. Yes, you can. Yes, you can, because you have dominion over life circumstances. Lastly, the Christian is the one who has dominion or rulership or control or authority over sin. Yes. Can you imagine that? We have dominion over sin. In Romans chapter 6, verse 14, the Bible says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. You are not under the law, but under grace. Sin shall no longer have dominion over you. Don't agree and accept that as long as you're living in this world, you must sin. No, sin shall no longer have dominion over you. Sin shall not have dominion over you. If sin shall not have dominion over you, it means that you can't dominate sin. And you have dominion over sin. Okay. Now, how did sin come? How did sin come? Something from Romans chapter 7 verse 8. says, But sin, taking occasion by the commandment, wrought in me all manner of concupiscence. For without the law, sin was dead. What does this mean? It means that sin came through the law. Sin came through the law. Sin came through the law. 
Jesus Christ made a profound statement in Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. He says, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill it, or to but to fulfill. But to fulfill. And when on the cross, in John chapter 19, verse 30, when Jesus received the vinegar, he said, It is finished, marking the fulfillment of the law. When Jesus Christ said it was finished, or it is finished, and mark the fulfillment of the law. So if there is anyone in Christ, he has fulfilled the law and therefore is not under the law. You have fulfilled the law in Christ Jesus. When Jesus Christ said it is finished, he fulfilled the law. So if you are in Christ, you have fulfilled the law and therefore not under law. Under the law, sorry. You are not under the law. And if it was the law that brought in sin and you are not under the law, that means that you have dominion over sin. So the result of not being under the law is that sin is dead to you and you are dead to sin. Agree, agree, agree. Accept this. I, I don't know how I'm going to make you believe this, but the Holy Spirit is going to minister to you. He's ministering to you now. Accept this. You're not supposed to sin. It's not compulsory to sin. It's not. It's not compulsory to sin. By the Spirit of God, we can live above sin. The Christian is the one who can live above sin. It's possible to live above sin. Because the Word of God says so. Thank you for listening to the entire message today. If you feel you can bless someone, please join us in spreading the gospel of the kingdom by sharing this audio with others. God bless you.